Is that how um, long you've been quarantined? No, no. This is a list of how many tally marks I've made while quarantined. Welcome to the quiz box. And welcome to our first ever virtual show, live on Instagram. It's my pleasure to introduce to you tonight, the host of the show, the one, the only, put your hands together for Eric Tay. And normally oh, be applause. The stage. That's you running on the uh, Bianca is, is applauding. To our podcast listeners, uh, this episode will sound different. You probably noticed right away that you don't hear an audience. Uh, rest assured, we do have one. Uh, they're just watching us live on Instagram from the safety of their own phones. We will select contestants right out of our viewer list tonight, paired up with one of our comedian guest panelists who will answer the questions for you. Coming up on the show tonight, we have defending champion and podcast producer Kevin Hendricks. Former champion and dog collector, Amber Falter. Another former champion and Jenga chin stacker, Tony Steinbach. Quizbox first-timer and recently named Cincinnati's best comedian, Kelly Collette. And a special guest from True Theater in Cincinnati, David Levy. That's right. Tonight we have five panelists for this modified version of our usual show. Each panelist will connect to us remotely and then go one-on-one -on -one with Eric for a solo round of trivia. Each panelist gets two questions and two minutes per question to answer it correctly. If they get at least one question right, the selected viewer will win a prize. Should the panelists get both of their questions wrong, the panelists will then issue a heartfelt apology to the viewer for letting them down. Contestants are still playing a separate game against each other. Two points will be awarded for each correctly answered question, plus we have opportunities for bonus points, and of course the panelists can lose or gain discretion, lose or gain points at the discretion of the scorekeeper, that's me, which you will see at the end of their round. Now, at the end of the show, the comedian panelist with the most points becomes our champion, and we will send them a photo of this belt. Oh, I was supposed to have the belt up here. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I wish I had a... I'm not, I'm not wearing pants so i can't even take off oh. my own belt well well i i did bring up i don't know if you can see it i did bring up the uh the quiz the quiz box the actual quiz box that we use for the questions and i and this is this is one of the this is one of the physical prizes tonight we'll get to that in just a second um, so lastly, to make the game fair for everyone, and this is important to all the 52 people that are watching, to make the game fair for everyone, do not Google or guess answers and type them into the comments because we will, we will block you. And with that out of the way, let's quiz box! So our first comedian panelist tonight is Kevin Hendricks. We'll get Kevin on here in a minute. But first, Kevin, we need you to pick a number from uh, 1 to 53. Kevin is sending number 36. There are two ways, two ways to win prizes tonight. Kevin uh, is going to select our first viewer contestant. Um, and that person will have a chance to win fun virtual from Dusty Huey's Meme Mansion, a totally real online outlet shop full of memes. Viewer, if Kevin answers at least one question correctly, after the show, we will DM you a meme from Dusty Huey's Meme Mansion. 
uh, made just for you for winning on the quiz box and you can post it to wherever makes your heart content. Kevin will Kevin. be playing for at Sophia Juggles. I have sent her a direct message. Congratulations that you are. Congratulations. Our, our this Good luck. We're going to say goodbye to Nikki for now so that we can get Kevin in here. Kevin, we're, we're having you load up here. Are you ready to play the quiz? Yo. Yo hey. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Hey, what up? It's your boy, Kevin Hendricks in the house. Coming at you live and loud from the podcastle for podcastle. That's a blanket for my basement. That was not funny when you did it last night during the, uh, <laughs> the audio test. Stop being a YouTuber, Kevin. No, I can't. I, I can't look at my own face and not do the streaming voice. Kevin, are you ready to play? I am. My phone is misbehaving a, a little bit, but I'm going to stand there. up and let's do this. Yeah, okay, baby. Kevin, all right. Your first category is, ah, is from we screen go. to stage. The question is, actor Bart the Bear is a Kodiak bear who has made numerous appearances in movies, television shows, and documentaries. However, on March 23rd in 1998, Bart made a live stage appearance at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles, California, in front of an audience of thousands. What was his role that night? What was his role in the stage and screen production? That he, 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 He's a crossover success, this bear. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he played a bear on the stage, is what you're saying? He uh, he was a bear on that stage. We are actually referring to Bart the Bear, who was the theme of our last live show and the first questions. Uh, so this is we're actually asking a question about a bear. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, let's see here. I think Bart the Bear. Oh, was he in King Lear, where they were like exile pursued by bear? Is he the bear from the stage directions in Shakespeare? No, uh, uh, oh, no, unfortunately not. And you know what? We don't have buzzers. So if, right. you, if you ask me that. I didn't buzz in for that one. Oh, you that, didn't buzz in for that. I, right. I tricked you into telling me that that wasn't him. Okay, so this is March uh, 23rd in 1998. And I'm wondering what he was doing what he was doing on stage that night, Kevin. It would be hilarious if he was playing the groundhog in a stage version of Groundhog Day. <laughs> it, it would be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. What do I want to say? He was, he was a bear. What is a bear? Like, did, would you consider him typecast in this, uh, stage? I know. I don't think that he would have been typecast in this particular okay. thing. Uh, Nikki, uh, the, uh, Nikki the, says you have probably, one minute left. Uh, okay. Probably the kinky boots for person from kinky boots then. Do you want to ring in? Uh, yes. Buzz. Is it the kinky boots person from kinky boots? No. No, he uh, touched that show was way after 1998. He's the that, Technicolor Dreamcoat. The Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, uh, was the bear the Technicolor Dreamcoat? No, he was not. He was okay. not the. He's okay. not the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Okay. Um, was he Pharaoh in Jesus Christ Superstar? I need to know if you're buzzing or internet. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how far into the hole do I want to get on the all these Andrew these juicy Andrew Lloyd Webber jokes? Uh, buzz. He was the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was incorrect. Oh, uh, wait, Buzz, Buzz, Buzz. He was, he was the chandelier at the beginning of Phantom of the Opera that they lower down and scare everybody, but it was a fucking bear. <laughs> no, that is not uh, correct. Uh, that is uh, another negative one. Uh, oh, man. Kevin, um, we are going to call it. Man, it's 815. Conrad Birdie. Also what? incorrect. That is negative oh. three. Uh, that is under wire. That is negative three. Uh, we are going to call it. He was presenting the award for best sound effects at the 70th Academy, Academy Annual Awards. Sorry, that's the not, 70th Annual Academy Awards. That's not a play. That's a variety show. Oh, I man. didn't say he was in a play. I said he was oh, in a live you, stage appearance. You got but me. I'll give you, I was 
all the way in the wrong direction. <laughs> I will. Uh, uh, Nikki says that all guesses are valid guesses, so yeah. uh, we're going to go with that. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you. A, I'll give you an opportunity to win a bonus point right now, and I need it in the next thirty seconds. What oh, film was the winner? Point. What film was oh, the winner? In 1998, for best sound effects. Yes. Oh God, 1998. I'm only going to give you one option to guess here, Kevin. Oh, 1998 would have been. And had good sound effects. Is this Titanic? That is correct. Oh, I'm fucking small. I should be on Jeopardy. You should be. You should be on Jeopardy. <laughs> uh, and I'm laying uh, in my bed right now. There's no cheatsies. That, that, that is correct. Uh, Bart the Bear was one of the very rare animal actors that has ever appeared at the Academy Awards. Bart and his trainer came on stage to present an oversized envelope for best sound effects editing, which went to the 1997 film Titanic uh get some the sound effects in that were dope remember when that fat guy hit the propeller and it was like that was imaginative that i you're right i i'm not quite sure what the foley artist was doing there but uh he yelled flip flip uh kevin i need you to uh also play by quiz box rules in that our audience might be eating right now so please don't talk about people hitting propellers this early in okay. the show he didn't get dismembered even it was just it was like a physical comedy moment in the middle of a tragedy i think this is where nikki starts to uh remove points for talking about <laughs> gross stuff we're gonna Whoa! move on to your second question it was kevin. awesome okay kevin we're moving on to your second question right now the category Boom. is word crimes Okay, love them. Okay, quiz box scorekeeper Nikki Winkleman loves wearing onesies. Uh What this really means is that she likes to wear jumpsuits and rompers, but she calls them onesies. What law is she breaking when she calls them onesies? What law is she breaking when she calls them onesies? Uh, Let's see here. So this isn't any fun if I have no idea, but my first thought is like, is this some kind of like, strip club performance ordinance thing because i know you've written questions about that before mr tate i have written questions about strip club ordinance i don't know if they've ever actually made it through and on air but i okay uh, okay because yeah i i don't i don't want to have 60 like, seconds oh, kevin you have 60 te- seconds technically if you wear it on stage it has to have a, a single scene through the crotch or it's panties um Ke- kevin uh you've got 60 seconds okay why so wait why is wh- there's a crime that calling when she calls them she calls them onesies Onesies. Uh, but there's a crime when she calls them a onesie oh oh oh. is it is it um okay uh buzz is it something that the consumer protection safety commission has deemed that you can't call adult clothes infant clothes because of like fire safety and her rompers aren't bulletproof so that you can't put them on a baby so you can't call it a onesie because the onesie is a baby thing you're guessing that nikki is breaking fire code every time she calls it a onesie yeah, her, her romper is not fireproof, and so you can't call it a onesie because onesies are for babies. That is incorrect. Negative. No! Okay. Um, her rompers aren't onesies because they're twosies. <laughs> Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is incorrect, Kevin. Uh, we um, are going to go ahead and call it. This is your last oh. chance. Um, Buzz, uh, onesies is actually a really cute name for the villain in the Dr. Seuss book, The Lorax, The Wonsler. That is, that is incorrect, unfortunately. No! Uh, the reason, uh, the reason it is a crime, it, or the crime, the law she is breaking is copyright infringement. Oh. 
Yeah, the word onesie is a registered oh, trademark. The word onesie is a registered trademark. And for a possible bonus point, Kevin, who owns that trademark? Oh, man, onesie, Dr. Seuss. Now, um, my real guess for who owns the trademark of onesie is Oshkosh Bagosh. That is incorrect. It is no. Gerber. The word onesie is a registered trademark owned oh. by Gerber. Baby clothes are a big business, and Gerber owns the trademark on the word most commonly used to describe a baby's most commonly worn attire. That is why crafty moms can't list their own onesies for sale on Etsy and why most other clothing brands call them body baby suits. But much like what? Band-Aid or Jell-O, it's become a common enough word that people don't don't seem to care that it's trademarked yeah i was gonna say they need to do better defending that trademark i call it onesies all day and nobody from gerber writes me shit kevin uh i believe you got both of those incorrect and so it is Correct. uh even though you got one bonus point i am going to require you to give a heartfelt apology to sophia for why you weren't good enough to win her a prize okay uh, Sophia, as what I assume is a juggler or just a complete weirdo, you're familiar with the feeling of dropping the ball. And that is the feeling that I feel now here lying in my bed as a person who didn't know about specific pants legislation and civil penalties, therefore, of therein. And thus, I have to apologize because I do... Kevin, that was an excellent apology. I'm going to have to get rid of you right now. <laughs> Goodbye, Kevin. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Quiz Box. All right, I'll see you. I'm your friend in real life. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much for playing here on the Quiz Box. We are going to get Nikki Winkleman uh, back in here uh, to find out exactly. Come on, come on, you stupid thing. There we go. Uh, we're going to find it exactly how Kevin did when we get Nikki Winkleman back in here. That was a fantastic first round for our digital uh, viewers right here. Uh, Amber Falter is on deck. But before Amber Falter joins us, Nikki, where are the scores? Well, Kevin did not score any correct answers of the questions, but he did get one bonus point. I don't know if you can see the scoreboard. I moved it closer. Uh, he did get one bonus point, which means he has won a virtual prize for Sophia. Congratulations, Congratulations Sophia. Sophia. You have won one measly meme from Dusty Dewey's Meme Mansion. We will mm. DM you your meme after the show. So uh, con congratulations. You, you, you won a, a, a picture with some text on it. Uh, oh, Kevin does get awarded some points for being funny. Uh, he gets a point uh, for uh, two Z's. He, I would actually think it was Pat Seaver, but I know. But anyway, uh, he gets a point for, uh, for um, knowing that I enjoy fire code. So uh, Kevin is at a score of three. Uh, so uh, I have excellent news uh, for Brian Koenig. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Uh, I'm not going to uh, uh, say Brian's Instagram handle, but it's at Brian throws in a direction brian canning is going to be our next contestant nikki i'm going to let you go for now and i'm going to bring amber falter on okay bye bye nikki uh all right let's see we need amber falter here amber falter would you like to uh, please come on we're going to bring amber falter on waiting for amber falter to join us digitally here on the first instagram live quiz box amber how are you ah, i'm scared you're scared yeah but you're becoming like a master of these digital shows right now. I know. Doesn't my lighting look good? Your lighting looks amazing, Amber. I'm so impressed with you. Are you drinking uh, Miller High Life right now? Yeah. 
that you're the champagne of beers. Uh, you, you know what? Cheers to you. Oh, there we go. How are you feeling strong? I'm feeling very strong right now. But Amber, it's time for us to get into your first question. Sure. The category is headgear. The question, actress Karen Gilliam is well known for her role as the cybernetic alien assassin Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers. Gilliam had to shave her head for the role. Now, during the time of her baldness, she was cast in a guest star role on the ABC sitcom Selfie. For this role, she did not appear bald, but instead wore a wig made from which famous person's hair? Eric. Eric. (laughs) Eric. Of course, I need to know a few things. All right, all right. How old was she when she was this bald? Uh, this was during the Avengers saga, so this would have been sort of last year, two, three years ago, so very recently. Uh, uh, um, good, good, good. And then how old is she now? Uh, she is currently a few years older than she was when she played Nebula in the Gardens of the Galaxy. I figured you'd say something annoying like that. So thank you. I'm just, um, just checking my notes. Um, Eric, Eric, um, that hair, was that person that they got the hair from, was that like a, uh, maybe a dead body of a sort? Uh, no, it was not a dead body. It was, a, uh, it, was a fa- it was a famous person who was living at the time. And they are dead now? They're, they're not dead now. They are still continuing to be alive. Are they sick? Uh, you know, given the current times, I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, can you tell me a movie that that famous person was in or like a hobby that they have? I can absolutely tell you a, a, a movie that they were in uh, if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. Uh, okay. Well, you're still a jerk. That's good. Okay. Yep. Yeah, right. even digitally, I can be a dick. Is it a um, kind of a kind of acting? Is this person with the hair doing? Uh, no, I'm looking for the, fa- the I'm looking for the name of the famous person. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're just a famous person. They're not an actor. Uh, this I I can give you a hint in that it is a woman uh, who is the famous person's hair that this wig was made out of, and they are an actress. Um, I'm gonna okay. It's probably like I don't know, like. Um, probably someone cool. Like, uh, let's say Halle Berry. Halle Berry. A wig made out of Halle Berry's hair? That is incorrect. I am sorry, Amber. Um, am I out of time yet? Because this is incredible. Uh, you know what? <laughs> uh, if, you, if you're gonna, if you're gonna give up, I'm actually gonna go ahead and call it. The famous person who Karen Gilliam's, uh, wig was made out of, uh, the famous person was Karen Gilliam. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> she, made, she wore a wig made out of her own hair. Oh, I mean, who doesn't? Next question. Not I will. Call. I will give you a. Uh, I will give you an opportunity for a bonus point. Uh, okay. What color is Karen Gillum's hair? Oh man, she's my favorite one. I should know uh, this. I know she was wonderful in Doctor Who, where we all first met her. I watched that so many times. I've seen the what what's in the how days. You're you're right. just a you're just a filthy liar, is what you are. Yeah, I am, Eric. Okay, let's do... Uh... Let's be honest, neither of us showered for this. <laughs> I barely made it, as you can say. <laughs> Just got all this makeup on. All right, yeah, you got right. 10 seconds. What color is her hair? 10 seconds, it's probably auburn. No, that is incorrect. Her hair is red. She is known for her red hair. Oh. 
Marvel was well aware that Karen Gillian's fiery red hair is something of a trademark for the Scottish actress. So when they shaved her head for the role of Nebula, they meticulously saved each and every hair and made her a wig that she was wearing when she guest starred in the 2014 on the ABC sitcom Selfie. I'm going to say that she's a narcissist. <laughs> Where's someone else's hair? You can say that, but I am a little bit in love with her, so I will not be saying that. Uh, are you ready for your second question? Oh, there's more. Hell yeah. Yes. Okay. Question number two. The category is animal behaviors. Yes. The question... Pregnancy tests in alpacas are notoriously unreliable. Alpacas can reabsorb a fetus into the womb, so even a blood test can only tell you that an alpaca is pregnant at the moment of the test. There is one reliable test, and that is when a pregnant female alpaca is introduced to a male alpaca. What will she do if she is pregnant? Oh, uh, all right. Let's see. We're looking for a specific behavior. Is it a dance? No. Oh, he thought about it. Or there's a lag on the interweb. Okay. <laughs> um, is it like bitchy? A little. Okay. I mean, unless you're into it. What is he? Oh, okay. What's he do when it happens? Uh, presumably doesn't mate with her. Okay. I'm trying to think of all the reasons people won't fuck me. Okay. Um, too many dogs does she have too many dogs no the behavior that the alpacas exhibit when they are currently pregnant is not that they have too many dogs amber is this something you're trying she, to tell us she doesn't just like call three little dogs over like i don't know why i'm sad i got all these muppets <laughs> wow well, okay okay all right for sure she kicks some dirt on them no, that is incorrect. Okay. You Can are getting closer in? into the realm of animal behavior, though, and not Amber Falter behavior. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm great. So, uh, she she winks. She winks? Yeah. No. What? Okay. Does she pee her pants? <laughs> no. Okay, does she fart you have on 30 him? You have 30 seconds, Amber. Uh, she farting is... No, she doesn't fart on him. Is it? Uh, does she need any tools to do it? Mm -mm. All right. Some uh, she can do all on her lonesome. Does she just run away? No. Is it close? No. Does she use her legs? No. Fuck! <laughs> she uses her mouth. She does use her mouth. She spits on him. That is correct, Amber Falter. <laughs> Right before Nikki came in with time. Yes, that oh is correct. <laughs> she does spit on him. For a bonus point, you have one chance to answer this correctly, Amber. Yeah. <laughs> How long is the alpaca gestation period? Oh, um, seven months. That is incorrect. Fuck. Okay. That is okay because you still uh, you still got your uh, your main question correct. Uh, the answer to the bonus question is eleven to twelve months or about a year. It is not uncommon for female alpacas to run away from male alpaca if she isn't pregnant, but it's all a part of the mating ritual. That's not something she does if she's to indicate whether she's pregnant or not. But if an alpaca is really preggers, she spits on the male to tell him that she is really not receptive <laughs> to mating. The same pregnancy test is also useful for humans in Grandview. <laughs> oh. Great question, Derek. Amber, uh, that was fantastic. I uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Quiz Box, and we hope to have you back again soon. Enjoy the rest of your quarantine.
Thank you. Bye, everybody. Nikki, you're hot. We are going to bring uh, Nikki Winkleman uh, back in to find out exactly how Amber did. Uh, Nikki, where are the scores? That was fantastic. She got one question correct, which got her two points and a virtual prize for Brian Throws Up. Uh, I'm going to say it. Um, she also uh, is going to get some funny points. Uh, she's going to get some funny points for uh, self-deprecation, two points for self-deprecation on the number of dogs that she has. And uh, I'm going to give her one extra point for probably being funny during question one, but I got disconnected from the feed for a while. The meme that we're going to be playing for is Rita Stevenson 975. <gasps> Rita! One of our regulars. All right. Good luck, Tony. Have fun with with the quiz box for Rita. Okay, uh, we are going to, so Nikki is gone. Uh, uh, Tony, we are going to bring you on, but we're going to go live with Tony Steinbach. Tony, uh, are you coming in here? I think we're waiting for crazy died Tony. Uh, oh, sorry, I keep saying his handle. He's actually Tony Steinbach. Tony is a fantastic juggler, by the way. I highly recommend checking him out. Tony has a wonderful show called uh, uh, Tony Yells and Throws Things. Tony, uh, hey, you... Yes. Oh, thank God, man. It's so good to see another person. Tony, what is that behind you? Oh, this is actually... Um, is that how um, long you've been quarantined? No, no. This is a list of how many tally marks I've made while quarantined. <laughs> so this is actually an exact representation of every single tally mark that I have made while under quarantine. Well, you know, you're nothing if not uh, pedantic and scientifically accurate. <clears throat> Uh, so, Tony, uh, we're going to jump into the first question here. Nikki says you have 60 seconds, 60 seconds on the clock. Tony, your first category is uh, hold the door. Okay. The question, Christian, Christian, uh, Christian Nairn is an actor best known for his role as Hodor on Game of Thrones. Before he was acting on HBO as a big, simple servant for the Stark family, Nairn was already quite famous in Ireland for his other job. What is Nairn's career becoming a world, before becoming a world-famous actor? Well, Eric, in order to prepare for this quiz box, I actually have a book of every single fact that oh, I've it? written down here. Every one so, of them. Every one of them. I don't know how reliable they are going to be, but I'm going to look in here and see if we can find, what is his name again? Christ Christian Nairn. And I'm sure okay. I'm butchering that. I know two things about this man. I know he's very large because he carries around the one guy. I never really yes. watched Game of Thrones. I also know that you see his penis at one point. Is that correct? Uh, I believe that is correct. So I'm going to look in my book of fact under people who I've seen the penises. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, Aesop Rock has nope. a, no, Aesop Rock has used a larger vocabulary than any other rapper. Uh, that is the only fact I have under penises. You have, the time is running out. I'm still okay. looking for what his career was before becoming I'm a I'm going to say that he was a bouncer. That is incorrect. Okay, then I'm going to say that he was a construction person. That is incorrect. Okay, then I'm going to say that he was actually a mechanical bull. <laughs> no, he was not a mechanical bull. Like, people would sit on him, and then they'd, like, he'd try to buck them off? That would make him a biological bull. Okay, was he a porn star? No. Was he a professional disc golfer? <laughs> no, uh, he is not Nick Glasser's father. Is Nick Glasser's father a professional disc golfer? Yeah, he's uh, like a world-ranked disc golfer. 
No way. Yes. I am going to talk to him about that. You you absolutely should. His father is an amazing disc golfer. And I thought thought that being a juggler was the whitest thing you could be. Here I am. (laughs) Completely incorrect. Uh, Sir, I am a magician broadcasting from a magic library. I know exactly how white you can get. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, uh, so what was he before that? Was he just a Time, actor? that is it. Uh, uh, Nikki Winkleman says it is time. Uh, the answer is he was a house DJ. Oh, I knew that. Yes, you did. I totally knew that. Yeah. Oh. I am so sorry, Tony, but you have an opportunity for a bonus point. Can you tell me what his most recent DJ tour was? And I'm going to give you one opportunity to answer right or wrong. Okay, his most recent DJ his most, tour. Most recent DJ tour. I actually almost went to it. Uh, it was. Oh, it was. Man. He actually. It actually came here to Columbus. Is it a? Is it a? Is it a pun of some kind? It is a pun of some kind. It is so a pun of some kind. It's going to be a kind. Game of Thrones based pun. You've got five seconds, Tony. Okay, uh, game of beat drops. I don't know. I don't have anything good. No, the answer is Rave of Thrones. That's should have yeah. Christian Nairn was already a well-known name is one of in, uh, music as one of Ireland's most prolific house DJs. He has played all over the world and his current tour as of the writing of this question, which was quite some time ago, was Rave of Thrones. Mm. Sorry, Tony. Uh, we're going to move. We're going to move on to your second question. The category is blues history. Okay. The question from 1996 to 2006, Nickelodeon had a children's show featuring a small dog called Blues Clues. The first host of the show was a man named Steve who left the show in 2002. Rumors have swirled for years that the reason he left was that he was dead or dying. Steve isn't dead. He is very much alive and hopefully watching this broadcast. What was the real reason he left the show? Okay. Tony, then, are you drinking straight gin? I only use it to wash down my Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I read a thing about, I know that he is in a band now. Is it because he's in a band? Uh, I don't have that on the sheet. Okay. You don't have that on the sheet. No. Okay. Um, that's a weirdly specific way of saying no so i don't i don't know if somebody's pick up on that i read a thing about him going on a date with a woman and then she basically was using him to bring home to meet her child have you read about that it's a great (laughs) it's like an essay he wrote it's incredibly funny i haven't read this uh but i would very much like to and i just want you to know that i'm monitoring the chat and everyone knows it except for you and nikki winkleman says that is time uh, I'm going to go ahead Wait, and tell you. Everybody knows it in the chat? Yeah. Let me look at the chat. They keep saying, I know this. Oh, nobody said it, though. No, no one said it. They just said that they knew it because okay. they are. Uh, he left it because he was allergic to cartoon dogs. That is incorrect. Tony, that is time. The real, yeah. the, the real answer is that he was losing his hair. Oh, I should have said he was. I knew he was bald. I'm getting really worked up over this. I don't know why. For the bonus point, this is your last chance to score a point. Uh, what is Steve's full name? What, Steve? Steve's full name? Yeah, Steve from Blue's Clues. I want to know his full name. I should not have been wearing condoms all these years. If I had children, I would be nailing this. Um, but it's Tony, uh, um, we're going to call it. His real name what? is Steve Burns. Okay. Uh, the mutual decision between actor Steve Burns and the producers... Burns was quote unquote growing up and playing a boyish man was becoming more and more difficult the further back his hairline receded. He was replaced by Donovan Patton, an actor only five years younger than Burns, but who has inarguably 
more hair. Tony, I appreciate uh, you you being here. Uh, it is you've been wonderful. Uh, you have time for a very short apology, and then we have to get Kelly on. Okay, I'll get out of Kelly's way. Um, shout out to all my friends that tuned in. Whoever you are that I was playing for, I am very sorry. I bought this cactus. Today. That's all the time we have for uh, 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 Tony. I am so sorry. Uh, we we really appreciated having you on. We are going to bring Nikki back for the scores. Let's bring Nikki back online here. We're going to bring Nikki back to find out exactly how well Tony did. Nikki, I think uh, you're going to be coming through here just shortly. I, uh, I I see. Oh man, we're getting so many many things. Uh, and I would say. Uh, Angela, Hi. we are not hairline We shaming. are running severely behind schedule. So Tony won uh, no prizes for his uh, audience members. Sorry about that. But he did get three prizes or three points for being funny. All right. Uh, I'm going to bring Kelly on right now. Hi, guys. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for doing this. I'm so sorry we weren't able to come down and uh, party with you in Cincinnati and have you on the live show. But this is uh, almost but not quite as good. Next best thing. I appreciate it. All right, Kelly, your first question. The category is electoral politics. The question, Cormorant, Minnesota, recently reelected its mayor for a third term. The mayor's name is Duke, and he is currently the only mayor in the United States with what unique characteristic? He was one of the hazard boys. Uh, <laughs> no. He has one leg. Uh, no, he definitely has more than has he definitely has more than one leg. Does it have to do with his background or education? It is not uh, based on background and education. It is a is a more unusual characteristic that I can guarantee you he's the only mayor with this currently. Man, see, there's just so many mayors doing some radical things right now. I mean, this is everybody's trying to break the mayoral book of records. It seems like uh, this is less. Oh, is he a dog? That is correct, Kelly. Actually, the mayor of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky, is a dog. So I don't know if that is actually wrong trivia but i got you did get it right and i can tell you that at the time of the original writing of this question duke was the only dog mayor in the country because we did thoroughly research that because we were concerned about it but i'll give you a bonus that's amazing i'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me what breed what breed duke is so the mayor of rabbit hash was a pit bull i'm gonna go against that i'm gonna say it's a Uh, no uh the answer we're looking for is great pyrenees well, I would have never guessed that in a million years. What the hell is a Great Pyrenees? I, you know, I think it's a big, right. hairy thing. It's got like... I literally have a dog just sitting right here in front of what? me. What? Why do you have a dog sitting there? Why do you have a picture of a dog? That's not a dog, Kelly. That's a picture of a dog. Listen, I have dog. I have a Rupulo prayer candle. I have my circus hat for good luck in case Brian came back. <laughs> I, it's like it's like when people play bingo and they want all their tokens around them. I came to play. So. I, I appreciate that. The mayor of Cormorant, Minnesota, is a dog named Duke. Duke is a nine-year-old Great Pyrenees and is also said to have the highest approval ratings of any elected official in the country. Other animals held to a, uh, who have held the political office include a donkey named Curtis, who was elected the mayor of Milton, Washington, in 1938. A beer-drinking goat named Clay Henry elected the mayor of Lajitas, Texas, in 1992. And Stubbs the Cat, who has been the incumbent mayor of Talquinta, Alaska, since 1997. These are all unincorporated townships where the position of mayor is largely ceremonial. Clay Henry? I'm sorry, that's the worst <laughs> one. All right, move. They put it down right after they named him. Why would they do that to him, Clay Henry? Uh, I think you name a uh, a beer drinking goat Clay Henry when you don't like it. It's probably mean, a goat, so it's a mean drunk. 
Uh, all right, moving on to question two. Uh, the, the category is cooking with spray cans. Uh, the question, Pam yeah. is a ubiquitous part this. of the cooking experience. It was invented by Arthur Meyerhoff Sr. in 1957 and was the first patented non-cooking spray. The name, of the, the name of the product is PAM, which is actually an acronym. What does PAM stand for? Uh, PAM, gosh. Yeah, looking for an how acronym many, here. How many PAMs do we know and hate? Okay, so it's going to be Pacific American Meat Market. It's going to be, um, is Pacific... Anything? Is it about geography at all? No, it's not. It's actually a really sad acronym. Palm orangutan murders. Because <laughs> uh, this palm oil kills the... Ra- oh, I'm not supposed to bring up sad things. Um, palm oil. Hmm. Pam. Pots and... I will give you a hint in that uh, the name of the creator is actually in the acronym. And you said his name, and you know I wasn't paying attention because I'm still thinking about that goddamn goat name. Uh, <laughs> his name was Arthur Meyerhoff Sr. Okay, Meyerhoff. Please arrest Meyerhoff. It was a murder mystery conspiracy. He did it with the Pamwell in the kitchen with the Meyerhoff. Um, that is t- that is time. Unfortunately, Nikki has called the time, and Pat Hearing is correct. This is a recycled question. We uh, for you and David, we are getting deep into our vault. The correct answer is product of Arthur Meyerhoff. While he oh, may have been a genius up. for putting oil, while he may have been a genius for putting oil in a spray paint can, he wasn't clever at naming things. The real co- name of the cooking spray is actually product of Arthur Meyerhoff, and has been since it was first invented and patented. Uh, Kelly, I'm very sorry that you didn't answer that, but you did answer the first question correctly. Would you do me a favor and plug your podcast? Tell everyone about your fantastic podcast before we uh, have to go. Sorry, the podcast called uh, bonus I, There isn't a bonus question for that okay. one, unfortunately. That's why I'm giving you an opportunity to plug your podcast. Bonus question instead. My podcast sucks. Um, Living My Fest Life is my podcast name. I talk about festivals, fairs, events, and experience. But I also just came up with a new podcast based on my once a month comedy show called Truth Serum, where comedians come on and tell stories that are either true or completely made up. And you at home get to guess and play along, kind of like a quiz box, but not as popular. So thank you. For thank you. Class. Everyone go check out Kelly's podcast. Goodbye, Kelly. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Uh, Nikki, we are going to bring you back on to say how Kelly did very quickly before we get David Levy back on. We're going to get Nikki uh, on right now. Great job, Kelly. You won a prize, a virtual prize from Dusty Dewey's Meme Mansion. We'll go to uh, the viewer that Kelly was playing for. And uh, Kelly got two points for that correct answer. I am going to go ahead and call uh, the the last uh, prize is going to be for Patton Gessel. Uh, we're going to have him playing for that because you are breaking up right now. And I'm going to bring David Levy on. Uh, uh, thanks so much for everyone who's watching this. 57 people watching right now. We were up to 60 earlier. It's fluctuating up and down, having a, a couple of connection problems. Uh, but Kelly Collette did fantastic. Please, everyone, uh, go ahead and check out her uh, her podcast, uh, 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 Living My Fest Life. It's fantastic. David Levy, how are you? Hi, great, Eric. How are you doing this fine evening fantastic we have to get right into it because we're up against the time crunch your first question is olympic failures the question the 1908 russian olympic team arrived in the olympics seven days late what caused the uh the delay uh i would have to be uh they were all they all had to be uh escaped from a gulag 
um, snowstorm, avalanche, no. uh, something to do with the weather. I mean, it's freezing. It was not anything to do with the weather. This was an honest to goodness mistake that is caused uh, because of uh, Russian culture versus uh, uh, the rest of the culture. Uh, uh, they uh, tried to take vodka with them on the plane and they weren't allowed to land. So they had to fly back and put it back. No, this so, is an actual question about time. It is a question about, oh, uh, uh, in terms of being late. Um, yeah. uh, one, they had to wait until one of them was actually old enough to be eligible to compete. So uh, they had to wait a week. No, uh, the rest of the Olympics still happened, uh, but they weren't waiting for that. So uh, a week late for a legitimate reason having to do with Russian culture. They Oh, the, the date was reversed. It was like month, day. You're very year, close. They, You're very close. I'm going to give you one more question or one more answer, uh, and then I'm going to call it. I'm very close. Uh, it just had to do with the date. What, what's close to that? It's, it's very close, but I'm looking for a specific answer. Uh, it was supposed to be um, June 9th, uh, June, June, June 7th, and they got it was 7-6. Uh, no, I, I, I'm done. They were still <laughs> using the Julian calendar while the rest of the world had switched to the Gregorian calendar. Oh, of course. But yeah, they were using the wrong type of calendar. Have they fixed that since? I mean, since that, they have changed. fixed. Yo, good. good for, for a bonus that. point, where was the 1908 Olympics? The 19 It was in Russia. Can you believe it? <laughs> that is incorrect. It was in London. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on to question two, the category is photogenic felines. David, in order to study animals in the wild, remote cameras are often set up to watch animals in their natural habitat and conduct a census of how many are left. In order to attract jaguars and pumas, what commercially available scented product is spread on the cameras? Um, uh, potpourri. Um, no. Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, um, uh, it's a... Uh, it's like potpourri. Uh, it's a pine cone. You're like homemade. No, I mean it does. Michael. It it does admit a scent. Um, uh, 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 a um, like a Glad plug-in. Um, <laughs> no, although some people might use a Glade plug-in as this. Glade uh, as it as as a as a uh, you know like oil wick. In order to attract jaguars and pumas, what commercially available scented product is spread onto the cameras? Uh, Lysol. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean, it is now, but uh, but no, it's it's not attractive to them. Uh, we were we were sort of along the the, the right lines in a Glade plug-in, but that's not quite the same product family that we're looking for. Uh, um, it, it's something you. It's a oh, uh, 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 the little trees you hang in cars. Pine-scented tree car fresheners. No, it was not a pine-scented tree. Car. <laughs> You're, you sure? Because I think uh, if you look it up. I know because uh, when I uh, one of my greatest fears is uh, is actually being attacked by a puma when I'm camping. So oh, okay. I I make sure that this is uh, is not near anywhere in my gear or anywhere near me oh, before I go camping. No, <laughs> very close though. I'm going to give you uh, one more chance, and then we're going to go into the bonus round. Uh, it's a it's a it's a cologne. It's um um uh, that is, Bob Dylan's famous cologne. Uh, uh, actually, David. Uh, Men's cologne is correct. Oh, ah, there you go. Con congratulations. You got that answer correct. It is indeed men's cologne. Men's cologne is spread uh, on a uh, product, uh, or uh, men's uh, cologne is spread on cameras to attract uh, large cats. For a bonus point, tell me the specific cologne. Well, it would probably not Bob Dylan's cologne, right? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you that it's not Bob Dylan's cologne, but I am not, looking for a specific cologne. Uh, Polo. Is that your final answer? Um, no, Axe. <laughs> uh, is Axe a cologne? Uh, no, Axe is technically a body spray. All right, I'm back to Polo. 
That's Back to Paul. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. The oh. specific cologne is Calvin Klein's obsession for I men. I almost switched to that one. Well, Calvin Klein generically. But well, I, I would have given it to you for Calvin Klein direct, uh, <clears throat> generically, but it's specifically obsession for men. Studies have shown that large cats are more attracted to this scent than any other commercially available. And that includes like commercially made cat attracting scents. Oh, and good, ja- write that down. <laughs> jaguars will often begin mating the moment that they smell Calvin Klein's obsession for men. Oh, well, as long as they're mating and not attacking, I guess that's all right. <laughs> uh, David, thanks so much for being on the show. But before oh, we go, can you please tell everyone a little bit about True Theater? Because I've done this show twice and it is, I love it, which is why when we were going to go do a road show in Cincinnati, I was like, we have to have David on the show. Uh, I really appreciate that, Eric. True Theater, if you know The Moth, uh, it's a live storytelling event uh, where people tell true personal stories based on the theme of the evening you can learn everything else about it at truetheater.org that's theater spelt the fancy way r-e at the end truetheater.org it's a fantastic show that everyone should see and you guys are typically a part of the uh, cincy fringe correct we also do a one-off like one off the season show as mm-hmm. part of the cincinnati fringe festival fingers crossed it's happening this year yeah um and uh, yeah, that's how you came to be in one of our shows. And you did a main stage show as well. I did. It was a lot of fun. We're in our 10th season and um, it's, it's the, one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Well, everyone who comes down to uh, Cincinnati should definitely check out uh, True Theater. David, uh, thanks so much for joining us here Thank on you, the Quiz Box. Fun. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Nikki, you look like you're dancing because we're close to the end of the show. Oh, you got the belt. Nikki got the belt. That is the Quiz Box belt. Nikki, it looked like I was showing off my cleave for a second. It did look like you were showing off your cleave for a second. Uh, David actually answered the last question correctly. He didn't get the bonus point, but he did get men's cologne. Uh, and, uh, no, and then... he has won a virtual prize for his viewer. Okay. Uh, a meme from Dusty Dewey's Meme Mansion, which will be sent to our viewer and via DM once the show is over. Mm-hmm. And um, he got two points for that. Three points for the jokes that he made. Mm-hmm. So he ended the game with five points. Ty Congratulations. Falter, who also had five points. Five points. Kevin and Tony each had three points. And our new quiz box champion is Kelly Collette with seven points. And she's going to be get she's going to be getting a photo of this belt. Excellent. That she can then post. Because, you know, there's a six-foot rule. I can't hand her the belt. Uh, congratulations, Kelly, on winning the quiz box. This is your first time. Uh, you you did an amazing job. Oh, my God, you're dying. You're so excited. Please don't die, Kelly. We want to have you back on the show. As everyone who watches the quiz box knows, uh, when you win uh, the quiz box, you are invited back as a returning champion. Kelly Collette, congratulations. Uh, thanks to you all for your watching. Thanks to uh, Kevin. Thanks to Amber. Thanks to Tony. Thanks to Kelly. Thanks to David for playing the game. We will see you next time.